Welcome to our most unique episode of Kosher Money. This is different, very, very different. So we record on the streets now, not because we don't have a studio, but because we want to try to meet and greet new people, new personalities, people out there that the public simply does not know. And we were standing in Cedarhurst in the five towns in New York. It was the end of the winter, and lo and behold, coming down the street, was a woman named Dina Hirsch. We did not know who she was, but we found out she is a national treasure that we must protect at all costs. She was shopping at the supermarket, finishing up. She was eating a bag of cheese curls. We didn't know what we were getting ourselves into, but we struck gold. She is utterly brilliant. We released a few of her pieces of advice on Instagram, The first video generated, I believe, 4.3 million views on Instagram, and we said we got to track her down. So we tracked her down. We got in touch with her through a few different places. Relatives of hers were popping out as if she won the lottery. No, but in all seriousness, she invited us into her home. We met her amazing husband. So we'll start off the episode by sharing with you things she said when we met her in Cedarhurst on the street, and then the episode will transition to us sitting down with her at her home where she shared more tips Throughout the episode, we counted there are 19 pieces of advice that you're going to want to take home. People across the world are literally clamoring for more. We may even do an actual podcast with her. Give her the mic. Let her be the host. Um, You guys can call in. She can give you guys advice. Um, Really spectacular. Without further ado, I give you Grandma Dina. What are your biggest money tips for people watching today? First of all, you should have a savings account, no matter how little you have, and put it away every week something. Then you can buy secondhand clothes. The women are spending too much on clothes. The designer thrift shops in Manhattan and all the expensive neighborhoods have the most wonderful consignment clothes. You can buy for your children and yourself. Save a fortune of money, and you look lovely. That's Two. What are you going to do with all the money you save? Buy real estate. Real estate's the best investment. And there are always places that from people are starting. Like today, it's Tampa. I just heard about it. Tampa's great. The prices went up already in the last six months. Then you have to learn not to overbuy and not to waste food. Use your leftovers. Use them wisely. And teach your children. You don't give a two-year-old an apple. You cut it up because he'll take three bites, throw out the rest. Have you noticed that? Don't give them a whole apple to eat. Oh, I can go on and on. You don't want to hear it all. Oh, we love it. As much as I talk, that's how quiet he is. But what he says once in a while is a witticism. And what's more, this man is just jokes. All his life, he does not take things, he doesn't allow me to take things seriously. That's why I am what I am today. Because I learned that you have to do it all with a smile and a and a chuckle and laugh it off because otherwise you're going to be in pain all day. So on my fridge I have in Hebrew the words which means translated maybe there's no um, we're not that smart as you are I grant you that but we have wisdom and where do we get it? Just from experience whatever you're doing 15 times you've done it We've done it 150 times. And after a while, the brain goes through all those motions. You have to have gained something or else you're a total blooming idiot. (laughs) 
So that's why we tell our kids, why waste all those times you have to do it? We've done it already. Listen to us. And we find that the smartest of our children are the ones that listen. They don't have to do everything we say, but just have an open mind. And some of them will admit, you know, Ma, I'm glad I listened to you. You know, Pa, I'm so glad you said that. I didn't realize it. So talk about saving money. You have to watch your receipts when you go to the local supermarket. Because I can tell you that I tell, I, I do not allow them to start scanning my, my uh, wagon load of groceries until I'm ready to see the scanner machine. And then I check the prices. And sometimes if I forget, I look through my receipt when they're finished and I see the mistakes. Invariably, they make a mistake. It's not always the cashier's fault because sometimes there's a sale on an item and you're very excited to get it and you put it into your wagon. When you get to pay for it, it's the regular price. And you say, why? And when you complain to the manager, he says, oh, we didn't put it into the computer yet. That was the mistake. Too bad. I have to tell you that about a year ago, I said to my husband, look, I saved you $14. More than one item, there was a mistake. And yesterday, I went to buy red peppers. So there are Holland red peppers, and then there are other red peppers. One was close to $5 a pound. The other was two and something. Of course, she, I took the cheaper ones, but she scanned it with the price of the expensive ones. And I caught it, and I said, oh, $3. And it goes on, and there are families who don't have money for food, and, and it's hard, and they're not realizing, or they don't have the time to check it. Check your receipts, because it happens to me three times a week. Toys. The children today are being given too many toys. The floor is filled with toys. They don't know where to look first. They get so distracted. It's not good for their mind. Their brain can't focus on any one thing. They're not given that chance. And the toys cost fortunes. And every kid comes to the other one's house and says, oh, I have that. Why not borrow toys if you don't have a toy and the other one has one you like? So borrow. What happened to borrowing? People don't borrow from each other anymore. Everyone has to own it. It's not good. And the children do not develop in their minds properly because they're not focusing. My kids, I have to tell you, I remember when we had plain blocks, when colored blocks came out, I bought them a set, and they would sit on the floor for hours building things from the colored blocks, and that was fun. We didn't have a lot of toys. There wasn't money for that, and it would, they were better off. So why spend all that money on toys? You think the more you give them, the happier they're going to be. And it's not so at all. So that's one thing. Next, the ice cream truck. You talk about kids? So the ice cream truck comes to the park and says on the front, artificially flavored, and every ice cream you're going to buy them. And if it's ices, it's even worse because it's blue dye and red dye. And you buy them these long stick ices. You give it to a two-year-old who can hardly hold it. He takes two bites out of it. And he doesn't want it anymore. And he's right. Why should he want it? It's not good for him. It's not even that tasty. 
and it costs so much money. And if you have more than one child, it starts adding up to $10, $20, and it's not all the time. It has to be every day. It's not once in a while. When my grandchildren came to their park and they saw the truck and they asked me, can you buy us ice cream? Now, what grandmother could say no to that? But I just felt, I told them, I tried to explain the ice cream isn't healthy. Let me buy you good ice cream. Let's go pick out ice cream. I took them to the nearest local supermarket, and I stood them in front of the freezer case. There were three of them at the time with me, and they chose what they wanted. We paid for it. I went outside in the parking lot of the supermarket, opened the back trunk of my car, and had them sit on the trunk of the car with their feet dangling down and eating ice cream. I took a picture of that. People passed by and said, oh, what a cute idea. They had such a fun time. They keep talking about it now that they're grown. Before we get back to the brilliant advice shared by Grandma Dina, we want to tell you about a sponsor in our Kosher Money Universe, Twillery. I'm wearing one of their polo shirts. It is for professionals, people that want to look good, want to look professional, but they also want to feel good and they want to feel comfortable. So if you sweat in this, it has this moisture wicking technology, which will sort of like push the sweat out and then up into the air so you don't actually smell. It feels right. It has a really terrific collar. It feels like no shirt, no polo shirt I've ever worn before. So in the last episode, I showed you about their button down. This is a polo. Highly, highly recommend. I got to ask Grandma Dina if she approves of Twillery, but we do. So that's all you need. Twillery.com slash kosher money. If you want to save $18, $18 off your first purchase, use promo code CHAI, C-H-A-I. It stands for 18 in Hebrew. Um, we're going to put the link in the show notes. So just click on it when you check out your first purchase, take 18 bucks off. All the rules, all the exclusions, et cetera, are in the uh, link. Enjoy twillery.com slash kosher money. And now back to Grandma Dina. I'd like to get to some household things. Go ahead. Laundry detergent and others as well. All kinds of cleaning things. You have a cleaning woman if you're lucky enough to have her. She comes in and she'll put into that pail of water half a bottle. <laughs> All right, I'm exaggerating. A third of a bottle. It's, that's not what makes your house clean. The cleaning is in the effort that scrubbing. You need just a little bit of less toil or Murphy's oil for the floors. And the same goes for laundry detergent. Everyone's pouring in cups of laundry detergent into the washing machine. It's not necessary. It overflows. It causes soap suds and, and it breaks. It causes damage to the machine. Just put in a little bit. Because the hot water is enough. How dirty are we getting? We're not working in coal mines. Towels. Speaking of towels. All my life I've been putting, since I'm married, I, my mother taught me to put hooks on towels. So I, I, I save strands of material and I make little hooks on a towel. Why? Because I found that my kids put back the towel in the bathroom on the hook and it kept falling down. And it's annoying. So I put hooks. This week, I come into a, a, an, a department store. I can't remember which one. And they're selling, and there's a big sign. We now have towels with hooks on them. I said, it took you that long to discover this? 
It's such a brilliant idea. Okay, so that, that's the story with that. It was just an article in the Wall Street Journal a few weeks ago, which I cut out and I showed it to my kids. The byline is you can buy a wedding dress for $12.50 in Goodwill in the thrift shops and that people are doing it. They said, why should I spend hundreds of dollars for a few hours? That was a doubt. He said, so it has a stain. I put it in the bathtub, I add stain remover, and I swash it around, and it comes out beautiful. And I have a wedding gown for twelve fifty now. Everybody needs new. Right, but that's wrong. I mentioned consignment shops and thrift shops. I believe in that completely. When we were young and we didn't have money, I shopped there. My kids are still joking about the funny clothes I put on them. And in those days, they didn't have clothing for children the way they do today. Everything is custom designed and whatnot. My mother was from Vienna. She was a court stenographer in Vienna. She was a very bright lady. She used to go to auctions, and when she came to America, that's the first thing she did, found out where the auctions were. They were fascinating things, beautiful art, relics, things of archaeological, and she attended many auctions, and as soon as I was old enough, she took me along. She showed me, she brought me to a consignment shop, uh, shop on 47th Street near the Diamond Center. That was the first one I went to. And she taught me, she brought me inside and explained to me why it was so interesting here. And I did find that. And throughout my life, I went to shops because things that people hoard or houses that are empty, you can't compare it. It's, some of them are old, hundreds of years old. Antiques dealers frequent consignment shops for, to, for what they can get. Um, and people, there's no stigma to it. If you think about it, even clothing, your, your family is giving you hand-me-downs. Your cousins say, or your sisters have from their children, and you take it. You wash it out. You clean it up. You don't have to buy junk. You buy nice things. Some things, many of them in consignment shops, have new tags on them. They're brand new. My, one of my family members went to Saks Fifth Avenue and saw a dress that was very expensive, nearly $1,000. Of course, she didn't buy it, but I mentioned I knew of a designer consignment shop in Manhattan. She went there, and I'm telling you, this sounds like it's made up. She found the same dress with a label on it for two, something over 200 Okay, just to give an example, when I was a kid and I frequented these shops with my mom, I met a lot of actresses. Katherine Hepburn used to buy blouses and pants in those stores. I, I have her autograph. Um, I'm not going to go into all the names, but a lot of them said it's the funnest thing to do. You know, we women all like bargains. Why not? But you cannot believe what you can get there. Sometimes you can buy something for $5. My, my grandson just showed me that he went to a, a consignment shop. Arye, I hope you don't mind, but I'm making you famous. He comes out and shows me a bowling ball in a bag, which is 100% leather, on a stand. He bought it. If he fits, it fits his fingers, $4. Can you beat that? Now, come on. You're saving money, but you're having more fun at the same time. What could be better than that? Growing up in my time, I'm old. Our parents had no money. We were lucky if we had a meal. My mother said she wasn't hungry when I said, why don't you eat supper? Oh, I'm not hungry. There was no food. We didn't have a savings account when we were young. We didn't know what that was. But the minute we found out, my husband got a regular job. Every week, we put away money from the account.
and you find out ways to, there are many ways to send money today. You have to look into it. Tip for investment, I'm not into investments, uh, stock around, I don't believe in that, because it's very risky. There are people who are good at it. They sit there all day and do it, maybe. Not for you. Not for me. Real estate is the thing. You can't lose. For yourself, you start off with your own house. You don't rent. Renting is thrown out money. You have to take your chasana money. Well, today it's a different world, but in those days, people had five, ten thousand. You could have bought a house then. Today it's already. Parents are buying houses for kids, they're spoiling them rotten. But they can't afford it themselves, right? The cost of a house has gone up so dramatically. Well, now it's a whole other story. We're in big trouble. So the bottom line is move to Israel. You gotta leave here. America has seen better days. We had it good here for a long time. Before you hop off this video or podcast, I want to tell you about Kolel Chabad. Kolelchabad.org. You are familiar with Israel, but there are many needy people in Israel that need our help. So if you have any charitable dollars, if you feel that you're enjoying our episodes, please help our sponsors. Someone out in California sponsored this message because he's a big fan of Kol Chabad and the work they do for Israel's neediest. So they're helping people across Israel, regardless of religion, regardless of race, regardless of who they are, people that need support. They're there helping them with food, with shelter, with so many resources. Really phenomenal. Kolachabad.org slash kosher money. We're going to put the link in the show notes. So if you have 10 bucks, $18, you can do a recurring donation. Um, you can even donate $360 or $360,000. The money um, goes to an amazing cause. Practically every dollar is going to someone in need. So please help kolachabad.org slash kosher money link in the show notes thank you so much for listening this is my outro to an episode that was super unique we've never done one like this where it was on the street um if you enjoyed it let us know if you didn't enjoy it let us know also we want to try to shake things up do different things if you have guest suggestions visit livinglechaim.com click on the suggestion tab you'll be able to see my brother's podcasts he has quite a few at this point Um, Really enjoyable stuff, regardless of whether or not you're Jewish. If you are new here and you want more from our episodes, you can visit mishpacha.com, link in the show notes, or pick up a fresh magazine of Mishpacha magazine for bonus content. If you need financial resources, right, if you need someone um, to help you, visit livingsmarterjewish.org. They are a phenomenal resource free of charge they can connect you with a financial advisor connect you with a resource of someone you need um thank you to our friends at approved funding approvedfunding.com slash mortgages shmuel shiowitz and team are there and they're ready to help you especially in the mortgage space so look them up thank you to everyone who listens if this is your first time here please subscribe like comment send it to your friends send it to your grandmother and say hey this could be your friend grandma dina she is viral grandma dina on instagram i think one of her videos has over four million views and that's why we did this she is spectacular thank you so much for listening i'm done i'm ellie langer support our sponsors and we will continue to support you with more advice but it's not advice so don't sue us okay see you next week Living L'chaim.